that he has done in our lives. We again coming to you this morning with a little bit of music. We're going to come to you with a selection from John uh, Edmund Price Jr.'s uh, his uh, CD. He's coming again this morning. We're going to play a little bit of that this morning. And uh, we just thank God for him uh, recording this a few years ago. this morning. Come on, let's worship him this morning. Come on, come on.
We could worship God all day for that, but we want to get to his message this morning. Jesus died on Calvary just for you and me. Ain't there something you got to make it personal? You cannot say that he died for the world. He did die for the world, but Jesus died for you and me because my sins were nailed on that cross. Your sins were nailed on that cross. He died so you and I could have a right to the tree of life. So we give him God pray. Thank God for John Atmans Price Jr. this morning for that recording that he had made and we uh, we don't have the rights to this music but we're going to thank God for John allowing us to be able to use that music this morning and, and we're going to uh, continue to lift up the name of Jesus this morning. But is there a word from the Lord? Is there a word from the Lord this morning? Yes there is. We're coming to you this morning out of Psalms 118. Psalms 118 verses 19 through 24. Psalms 118 verses 19 through 24. Our scripture read this morning. Open to me the gates of righteousness and I will go into them and I will praise the Lord, the gate of the Lord, into the righteous shall enter. I will praise thee for thou hast heard me and art become my salvation. The stone which the builders refused to become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, let's give some Lord some praise this morning. May the word of God be already blessed. You know, this morning, communion is one of those uh, sacred traditions that the church has always had. And since the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and you know, in a tangible way, we, we want to remember that, that the gift and the grace of God has been made available to us through Christ's sacrifice on the cross. And it's real. It's got to be real to us. You know, and, and we were singing that song this morning. He died on the cross for you and me. The traditional Holy uh, Communion service, uh, it, it, it always ends with us quoting the scripture out of uh, the Old Testament there. And, and he said that, that, that uh, uh, Jesus in the New Testament, excuse me, and he said that they, 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 uh, they sang a hymn and they went out into the Mount of Olives. They sang a hymn and they went out into the Mount of Olives. And all we know is that they sang a hymn and they went out into the Mount of Olives and that ended the communion service and at that time but when we always end we always sing a hymn nothing but the blood or we sing uh, 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 the blood will never lose its power or, or I know it was the blood we'll sing one of those old negro traditional hymns when we end our communion service and, and, and I'm finding out today that, that most black churches they still sing these old songs in which we are, they call them blood songs and, and these songs even old they allow the congregation to, to as a whole to focus on the magnitude of the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and, and at the same time they're reminding us uh, that our ancestors spilled their own blood in an effort to get freedom for each one of us. I believe that one of the reasons that we hold communion service in, in such high honor is because we can relate to what the sacrifice that Jesus made and the sacrifices that our ancestors made to be able to, 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 to get the freedom that we have today. So somehow as a people we're locked in step with the Savior that, that they were oppressed in his quest to gain human dignity and human freedom for himself and for us. And Jesus indeed, uh, one who 
song that they sang uh, in, in our text this morning that the Jews would sing that, and his followers at that time that it, 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 it had a certain meaning to it and, and, and we got to understand what did that hymn mean that they were singing as they went out into the Mount of Olives it, it has to have something uh, particular to mean to them but we also have to understand when we sing our hymns what do they mean to us what does those hymns mean to us that we sing during our Holy Communion service as we sing a hymn and we go out into the world and let others know about Christ. So this morning, on this Communion Sunday, uh, I, I would like to talk to you on the subject, the hymn of the rejected Savior, the hymn of the rejected Christ, the hymn of the rejected Savior. Let us bow. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come, and we ask that you would now touch your dear servant, lower me down in the deep well of thy salvation. Lord, touch my lips, my I be bold, boldly say those things you have laid upon my heart. Lord, we thank you for this hour. We thank you for this moment. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, our Lord and our Redeemer. Amen. The hymn of the rejected Savior. You know, I once read that rejection is a common experience, and you got to understand that in life and learning the early that, that you uh, uh, to understand that rejection is part of life will often uh, uh, help you to be able to build up some tolerance and some resistance and, and keep you going and keep you striving and trying each and every day. And rejection is one constant in human uh, this experience that we have. And the sinner who suddenly realizes that God's love for him and then looks for at the rejection that uh, of that that loved one that that feels the loss is similar to the death of the of, of a loved one and when rejection comes it looks like you at a loss you don't quite understand what is going on and the same feeling that they have when you go through rejection is that same feeling that you have when you lost a loved one rejection causes a, a deep void that is created uh, in your soul and loneliness creeps sin and, and the agony of death is very similar to that and you know in the book of mysteries that's a book by Jonathan Kahn it's a devotional book on day 99 he, he talks about uh, the song of the stone and, and in the New Testament it is recorded at the end of Passover uh, that the last supper that Jesus had with his disciples that they sang that hymn and, and they went out into the Mount, uh, Mount of Olives and, and, and what song would they have sung that's what our text is about this morning how could we possibly know that the song that they sang when they went out into the Mount of Olives? The word is used to describe song in, in the Greek language is humos, humos. And, and humos is, it, it is used to speak about the Psalms of Israel. And, you know, and from ancient times, uh, since that Passover dinner, uh, they would always end singing songs, specifically the Psalms called the Hallels. And the Passover would end singing Psalm 1. 18. Why Psalm 18 is so important? Why is it so significant for them to sing this song? Psalm 118 contains the word, the stones which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. And the Hebrew word rejected means despised or abhorred. And, and who is the rejected stone? Who is that? It's Jesus. Jesus is that rejected stone that they were singing about. It was the prophecy that would come to pass through Jesus. Who is that uh, rejected stone? See, 2,000 years ago, that they, they sung this song all over Jerusalem, and, and, and at the time, and, 
of the Passover when Jesus was going into the garden to be able to be betrayed by Judas and, and to be witnessed by his own disciples that ran and, and scattered and, and left him all alone to be a, a rejected. Everybody rejected him at that time and, and he felt rejected so that he became that rejected stone and it's fulfilled through Christ Jesus and it was right after Jesus they had finished singing this song and again they went out and, and he found himself arrested, despised and abhorred and finally cast away at the crucifixion and it's the epitome of, uh, of rejection when somebody take your life because of what you say, what you believe and how you stand you know he didn't do no sin, he didn't do no crime but because of the way that they did not receive him, they rejected him and he had to die because they rejected what he said and how he said it and who he was and, and rejection again it can be so hard so the, the despised and rejected man uh, on the cross ended up becoming the cornerstone of our faith we got to realize of our civilization that we in of history and of the whole world this man that was rejected became the cornerstone of everything that is world can you imagine that calendars you know those uh, atheists and those agnostics that said that they don't believe in Christ ask them what day it is you know it's 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 a uh, 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 it's it's uh, December December the sixth uh, uh, of the year of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 2020. I don't care what it is. Jesus, the chief cornerstone, became uh, something that will affect the entire world. Think about it. Kings and queens and generals and, and emperors. And they bow down to a man that was nailed on a cross. The, the most pivotal thing that a uh, world changing experience that, that happened on the planet. It happened on that uh, with a Jewish uh, rabbi that was crucified on the cross, that stone of rejection became the pivotal thing that will change our world and will never change it and will change it forever. And the crucified rabbi became the cornerstone of history. In God, the object of man's hatred became the center of God's love. Can you imagine? Do I need to say that again? The, 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 the object of man's hatred and rejection became the center of God's love stone. The one that would be rejected but became the chief cornerstone of everything that we believe and everything that we do. So this song, this hymn, this, this, this it meant everything then but it also means very much to us today. It's not merely a tradition that we sing after revival. It has to mean more than that. This song should remind us what Christ did for us by being that rejected stone. In the sixth chapter of, of, of the Gospel of Mark, there is an account that he visited Jesus in his hometown and his followers came and on that Sabbath day he entered into the, uh, into the synagogue and he began teaching and, 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 and it says that, that many heard were astonished or astonished by what he said and, and they were offended asking him uh, is not uh, this the carpenter the son of Mary? See they just couldn't accept Jesus. They, they couldn't accept him saying what he said and doing what he did because of who they thought he was. See there's some folk out there that don't think you're supposed to be 
born man because they know your history. They, they know your legacy. They know your past. But God can use a rejected stone to be able to change the entire world. And he said, is not this the son of Mary? You know, it, 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 it adds up that he could do no deeds. It said in that that he could do no deeds uh, of, of power there because of their unbelief. He healed just only a, a few six people. See, amazed at the, at the community's lack of belief in him. He was just, he couldn't realize why is it that they would not receive him. But then he says in Mark, in Mark 6 chapter, he says a prophet is not welcome in his own home. And then you kind of understand sometimes when you come home after you've done some great things in the world or you went off and accomplished a lot of stuff and came home, folks just don't understand how could you do that? You know who your daddy is. You, you were born across the track and you ain't supposed to be doing those things that you were doing. But God is able to take a rejected stone and to be able to change the world. Oh, that should encourage all of us this morning. See, the account given in the Gospel of Matthew 13 and 54 and 58, uh, it, it differs from this account by having the synagogue to describe Jesus as the son of the carpenter and then stating that he could not do many deeds of power rather than none. In the Gospel of Luke, it moves the story beginning of Jesus' preaching ministry. And Jesus is described as performing public reading that he claimed the fulfillment of the prophecy in Isaiah 61. And, and this, according to Luke, caused the people to attack Jesus, chase him out of town to the top of a hill, and try to throw him off the cliff. That's because they didn't like what he said. They didn't like what he was doing. They didn't understand how he, he did what he did. And just because of that, they rejected him. And this rejection, they were worried. They, they were willing to try to kill him. See, folk out there are willing to kill you because they don't expect you to be doing what you're doing. Oh, somebody should be shouting this morning. Somebody should be saying, Lord, hey, I know why the Lord has me to do what I'm doing. I'm doing it because God has blessed me to do it. Because if you don't understand that that's on you. But I know that the work that I'm doing is because God has called me from a rejected stone to be able to do the great work that he did. He was rejected by many of the Jews and being rejected by a whole lot of folk today. Uh, hey, this ain't history. This is current event. Those are people today that are rejecting Jesus just because they don't quite understand who he is. And they don't they don't want to receive him as he is. They don't want to accept that he is the son of God. That was our Sunday school lesson. He is the son of God. He has the own, the power and the authority of God, but they just don't want to accept him and they are rejecting him today. So rejection comes as no surprise to us uh, who are acquainted with prophecy as we read the Bible. Isaiah had said in Isaiah 53 and 3, he said he was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And, and, and when one of whom men hid their face, he was despised and he has esteemed him not. See, the eunuch was reading from the scripture uh, when uh, Philip had came upon him on, uh, on the road that day and he was reading that scripture. So we can conclude that this rejection statement was in the same context it refers to Jesus. See, one might go back to Isaiah 6, 9, and 10 and find a prophecy that points to Jesus' rejection. Rejection. And Isaiah speaks of some people who would have fat heart. He said that they have heavy ears and they have shut eyes. See, the thing is, it might be reason that you think that they were forced to be able to close their eyes and close their ears and they can avoid uh, the doing it. But they had a choice. And you and I got a choice. If we can sit here and listen to the word of God and don't receive it, that's our choice. 
If we shut our eyes and shut our ears, and that's our choice. See, especially how John uh, 12, 39 says that he has blinded the eyes and hardened their hearts unless they shall see with their eyes and perceive with their heart and, and shall turn and I shall heal them. But Matthew uh, 19, uh, 13 and 15, it records Jesus says that their eyes are dull of hearing and their ears they have closed. See, listen to me now. He said that they, 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 their eyes were, were, were shut, but, but he said that and, and their ears were dull of hearing, but he said they have closed their eyes. See, notice that Jesus said they, they closed their eyes. See, people who reject Jesus, they make a choice to close their hearts and close their eyes. And so no matter what they see, no matter what words they've been hearing, they make a choice to close their eyes and close their ears. Uh, they reject Jesus uh, uh, because they have made a choice to reject him. You know what uh, John 1 and 11 said, he came unto his own and his own received him not. You see, the verses mean that he came into his own creation, into his own people, but they made a, a choice to reject him. And, 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 and the rejection that Jesus is experiencing today, in this generation today, is because people make a choice. Huh? They make a choice to accept Jesus or not. They make a choice to reject him. Uh, it's ownership is on you. You can't blame mama. You can't blame daddy. You can't blame nobody for your rejection of Christ. God, he speaks to our hearts. He, he speaks to our spirit. And, and if the rejection of him is our choice to reject him. So it's on you today. Whether or not you reject Jesus. Huh? So this brings us into the obvious question that we need to ask. Why did the Jews reject Jesus? Why? Well, was there a good reason? Did they have a particular reason why? Uh, was he uh, just uh, uh, another false Christ? Was he just well, was an imposter? No, if so, they, they were right. If so, if so, they were right. But if they, if they were not right, you know, they were making the greatest mistake they ever made in their life. Huh? So let's be clear. The rejection by the Jews does not mean that all of the Jews rejected him. See, we are discussing the Jewish nation, the rulers, and not the people as a whole. See, many individuals did accept him because the first generation church were Jews. All of the apostles were Jews and all of the earliest disciples were Jews. So, so when we said the Jews rejected him, we were talking about a particular people that were in leadership, uh, a nation as a whole. They rejected Christ. About 3,000 Jews came and accepted him on Pentecost. That's a whole lot of people. 5,000 a little bit later on, they multiplied and came to him. So it, it, the multitude, uh, uh, they, they rejected him, but those certain few, the rulers, they rejected him. Yet the rejection could not have been because of the lack of evidence. See, people reject people because they don't know enough. No, it wasn't because of a lack of evidence. Even at his birth, the evidence of prophetic fulfillment, you know, at his baptism, the voice said that, thou art my beloved son, who am I well pleased. They had evidence of it. And then he's being manifest in the fullness of God's power. He performed all of the mighty signs and works and miracles and healing of people. The blind were made to see, the lame was made to walk, and, 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 and the dead was raised, the dumb was made to talk. All of this happened. They had plenty of evidence to prove that Jesus was who he said he was, but they made a choice. They had plenty of evidence, but they made a choice. In the presence of this, all of the evidence that they had of his deity and of his power, why did they still reject Jesus? 
why are we rejecting Jesus when you know we know what he's done for us all that he's done in our life and we still want to reject him uh, first of all the Jewish leaders had a tradition of rejecting uh, uh, resisting the Holy Spirit uh, you go back in history of I think Stephen said in Acts uh, uh, 7 and 51 he said you all always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did and ye do also huh they had a history of it and goes to show that their fathers had killed the prophets and, and they showed that the coming of the righteous one and and they were now being portrayals and murderers and they were now trying to kill the one that, that, that the prophets had preached that would come and would be coming as the Messiah and they were killing them too they were following in the footsteps of their ungodly forefathers and like father like son that's what the old, uh, old, old saying is ain't it and, and the second reason that Jesus rejected because of the Jews desire for earthly king and, 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 and they, they wanted somebody to fight the Romans and they they were looking for an earthly king so they claimed uh, that they wanted somebody to defeat them from their physical bondage not from their spiritual bondage see we today we get caught up in in the physical things but we are in a spiritual battle we need somebody to free us from this spiritual enslavement of my mind he said let this mind be in you which is also in Christ Jesus being transformed by the renewing of your mind we, we need something to free us from this spiritual slavery that we in not from the physical things of the world we need that too but we need to be free so they rejected him because they, they desired an earthly king that would lead them into battle and to escape from under the bondage of the, the Roman government at the time then thirdly uh, his lowly birth and humble life they, they caused the proud Jews to reject him they were looking for a king to come not from a carpenter's son they were looking for somebody that would come out of royal heritage but Jesus came as a, a, a out of a, a, a humble and a a common experience, you know. Even one of his own, he said that, you know, one of the disciples said, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? See, even the people that followed him didn't quite understand it. How can God bring something so great out of something so simple? Uh, somebody, am I speaking to somebody this morning? How can God bring something so great out of something so simple? God can choose whoever he wants, and he's able to take something that is less and make something great, huh? And we got to understand that God doesn't always go to the top of the heap to be able to choose those. God take this simple man and to be able to do great things. Then fourth, his unorthodox ways caused the Jewish concerns. He, he associated and he ate with publicans and sinners. And, 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 and the self-righteous scribes and Pharisees had nothing to do with such uh, action. They, they didn't lower themselves to be able to reach down and help nobody. Jesus came to reach and help the needy. He said the physician, uh, the sick doesn't, the well doesn't need a physician. Now Jesus came to help those that needed help and, and he reached down and picked people up and they just didn't like uh, uh, the king of kings and the lord of lords coming that way. And then the fifth reason is they rejected him because uh, of the envy. They envied him. They angered at his teachings and jealous of his following. And he said for he knew that his envy had delivered him up. See in Matthew 27 and 18. See they wanted the people to follow them like like Jesus had they followed Jesus see 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 church folk ain't happy about your success uh, do I need to say that again just because you're succeeding and doing great things for the Lord folk ain't happy for your success they envy you and they they they, they will hate you just because of what God is doing in your life so you need to be careful around folk that call themselves your friends because 
your friend, they, they are not happy for what God is doing in your life. And the last reason he was ejected because of his crucifixion. Uh, 1 Corinthians 1 and 23 and 24 said that we preached Christ Jesus crucified and unto the Jews a stumbling block, unto the Gentiles foolishness, but to them that are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. See, the cross was too lowly death for a king. They just couldn't accept it, him being the king of kings and the lord of lords, and he would die on the cross. See, they would not, uh, they, they, they would not see him as the risen lord and the ascending king, and, and they did not want to see him and, 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 and as the lamb of God, take away the sins of the world. They didn't want to see him. They rejected that type of king that, who, who didn't fight for them to defeat the Romans. And one commentary said that his humility was an offense to them. Their worldliness and their pride and they couldn't stand to see somebody that will be able to die and, and, and allow this to happen to him rather than to fight back. See, God said vengeance is mine, but Jesus said that I came that you might have love in your heart. And you might have it more abundantly, that abundant love that you have. See, the question is, what, what about his rejection today? Why is Jesus still being rejected today? Why is he being rejected as our Lord and Savior? The Apostle John says that, that he calls him the bread of life. And, and then he says that he that is eaters of this bread shall live forever. And, and then the response of those that follow him says that this is a hard saying. How, how can we bear it? See, they, they, they murmured in verse 61 and causing Jesus to ask, does this cause you to stumble? And then he asked them a question. He said that uh, 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 upon this many of the disciples went back and walked with him no more. And see, he, he said, are you going to leave too? Are, are, are you going to leave because of the fact that you don't understand what I'm saying? The disciples rejected Jesus because it was hard for them to understand. They, they viewed it difficult uh, and caused stumbling because of that prejudice hearing. And, and these people heard him and, and with no intentions of understanding and obeying him clearly. It should be noted in verse, he said, but there are some of you that believe not. See, see, see some reject him, Jesus, today that they just don't believe. See, some folk today they go to church, but they just don't believe. They, 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 they've committed themselves to say that they are Christian, but they just don't believe. See, the thing is, the Bible shows why people were rejected Christ. It's quite obvious that there are few that completely have no reason to be able to reject him today. See, most have all been heaped together under one heading. Everybody that rejects Jesus is all heaped under one heading. They call it unbelief. Huh? Unbelief. While unbelief may be it come in different forms, and the form may be kept, uh, it'll keep you out of heaven. Unbelief will keep. Ain't nobody went to heaven because of uh, missed heaven because of sin. You miss going to heaven because of unbelief. God can cover sin, but He cannot cover unbelief. See, the blood of Jesus will cover sin, but the blood of Jesus will not cover unbelief. See, He cannot do that. While unbelief uh, may uh, come in different form, it's all under the same heading. Every Christian is one of that. He said in Hebrews 3 and 12, Let there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from a living God. See, disciples today turned back and they stopped walking with him. Just like they did then. You can be saved and always saved. That's a true statement. But the thing is, believers 
uh, can become unbelievers. Uh, see, that somebody now, y'all writing that down? You need to write that down. See, saved is always saved, but believers can turn into unbelievers. See, church folk can lead church. Uh, can I get an amen on that? Uh, people that reject him because of his time and, and the way that he does things and, and, and who he blesses and who he doesn't bless and many other reasons. If you don't have a good reason, I found out you make up one. Why did you leave the church? Folk ain't right. Folk ain't doing right. See, you ain't coming to church to please folk. You coming to church to have a relationship with God. And if you are really saved, you won't leave folk and start walking away from the church just because of, uh, that you're not uh, being noticed and, and, and you're not uh, uh, being being pleased and pampered with. God don't want to be pampering you while you're in church. God want to be teaching you. God want to be able to lift you up and to be able to make you into, he said, iron sharpens iron. Sometimes things got to be hard for you to become who God wants you to be in life. Pampering people will not get people to get to heaven. Pampering people might keep folk in church, but pampering people will not get you to heaven. You got to understand that in your life. See, see, your only hindrance for, for, for you following Jesus is, is, is your own unbelief. It's your own unbelief. So what, what are some of those hindrances that we have to go through? See, sometimes you get so educated. Huh? I, I've seen folks, the more they learn, the less they trust God. Your unbelief, huh? your, your, your education becomes a hindrance. Then sometimes your, your worldly interest, you, God blesses you with a good job, man, you got to go to the lake. You got, you, got, you got to go somewhere on the weekend rather than giving your life to Christ and coming to church and worshiping God. And then Christ is rejected because uh, too many see our religion, but but uh, they see a religion, but they don't see Christ. See, 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 the New Testament is rejected in many churches, and a lot of times preachers preach creeds and, and, and human judgment and emotionalism and prosperity, and, and they leave Christ out of the equation. And some folk get turned away from that, so we're driving some folk away. And then number four, is that it, and it was the case in Jesus they some reject him because of a determined will not to believe they, they, they're carnally minded and will not change and you, I don't care how much you do there's no evidence uh, is good enough for them to be able to believe who Christ is then finally we, 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 why, we reject, uh, why should we accept him that's what we need to get in our text this morning why should we accept him I gotta move on when, when many have backed and walked away and from Jesus he turned to his twelve he asked them will you go away also huh? are you going away too and thou has the words of eternal life the apostle answered well in the statement and stands true today. Somehow, however, we've turned from his words and, 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 and turned to our own feelings. And, and, and somehow we got this need for outward manifestation and embraced the emotional experiences and some sort of alleged revelation apart from what the New Testament says. See, our relationship with Christ is more than an, an emotional experience. Some brethren talk about having a personal relationship with the Lord, but a relationship apart from us hearing and obeying the word of God doesn't mean much in your life. It's just a feeling. See, John says in uh, 1 John uh, uh, 2 and 2 and 4, he says that hereby we know that we know him. And if we keep his commandments, and he said that I know him and keep him not his command, we are lying. The truth ain't in us. See, the evidence of knowing him and accepting him is, 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 is not a unique feeling. 
it's not an outward manifestation, but it's in keeping his commandments. Fellowship with him comes by walking in the light of his word. What's involved in accepting Christ uh, cannot be put in any plainer language than that. If you love the Lord, you will keep his commandments. And the Bible says in 2 Peter that God is not slack. It was promised that uh, and, and, and some men will count slackness, but his suffering is upward, not willing that any should perish and any should come to the repentance. God ain't looking for no to strike nobody down with no lightning and send them to hell. God desires that everybody is to be saved. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. David said in our text this morning, he said, Open to me the gates of righteousness, and I will go into them and I will praise the Lord the gate of the Lord into the righteousness uh, that shall enter. I will praise thee and thou hast heard me and I have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the headstone of the corner and the Lord is doing and is marvelous in his eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made and, and we will rejoice and be glad in it because of Jesus our Savior the rejected stone has opened up the gates to eternal life made righteousness by the blood of Jesus on Calvary cross. The Lord has nothing to do with our feelings, but he says, this is the Lord's doing. Huh? This is the Lord's doing. He did it for me, and I believe he can do it for you this morning. Do you believe that this morning? He did it just because of what you and I. Aren't you glad about it this morning? Uh, is the Lord alright? Huh? Uh, the hymn that says that what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Another hymn that says that I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. One day when I was lost, he died on the cross. I know it was the blood that saved me. It was the blood that saved me. But it was also that blood that saved you. Am I right about it? Nothing but the blood. Uh, even though that many Jews, even those that they reject Jesus as the Lord and Savior, he's still the chief cornerstone of everything that happens in the world today and the world hereafter. He is my Savior. Is he yours this morning? Huh? He is the, he must, he's the most wrote about. Huh? He, he's the most talked about. He, he's the most significant. He's the most insignificant. He's the most loved. He's the most hated. He's the most listed up. He's the most cast down. He's the most accepted. He's the most rejected. And most of all, he, he still loves us. And he stands with his arms wide open so that he will be able to let you and I come in. God is looking for us to be able to receive him today, to accept him into our hearts. That's all, that's who Jesus is. That's all he is. Because that rejected one, we can sing like David. This is the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. Huh? Is anybody in the house glad this morning? I don't know about you. I'm glad this morning that he made this day so that we can set aside and give him all glory and honor for what he has done. Huh? This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice. Uh, and be glad in it. Come on, let's give him some praise in the house this morning. Let's make some noise in the house because the Lord looked down from all the dying glory and he looked down and saw a poor old creature like you and me and he was able to save us in spite of our sin. He said that when we were still yet sinners, he died for us, commended his love for us that he would die for us so that you and I can have everlasting life. The rejected stone 
has become the chief cornerstone of everything in the world today and the world hereafter. Rejection is hard. But one thing about rejection, you can reject God, but God is so merciful and loving. I told you last week, his mercy and his grace. If you would turn around and repent from your sin, God is gracious enough after you've rejected him that he'll welcome you back in. Oh, isn't that a loving God? A God that will receive you in spite of your rejection. Huh? Your rejection. See, rejection, you can be saved. But unbelief, unbelief, there's no way to get you into heaven with unbelief. But if you reject him, God can turn your heart and be able to receive him, receive you unto himself. If you would just repent. He said, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. He said that I will heal the land. I will save my people. And he will heal the land. God bless you. God will be able to turn things around if you would only accept him today. Accept him. Receive him into your heart. If you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, if you are one of those that have rejected him, he, God says that if you would just turn, God will receive you back into full fellowship. Huh? That's called repentance. That's called asking God for forgiveness. Repent of your sins and turn from your wicked ways, and he will receive you unto yourself. Is that one this morning? If everybody in the house is safe, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Let's praise God for what he's done and what he's still doing. God is still a gracious God. He's a merciful God. God is a God that sits high, but he looks low. He knows all about our sorrows. He knows what we're going through, and he's there for us. And he said that he'll never leave us, nor will he ever forsake us. But we just thank God for his grace and his mercy. We're going to enter into our Holy Communion this morning. We hope that each of you have prepared some drink and some bread so that we can receive Holy Sacrament this morning. And we just thank God for all that he's done. And in our last selection, 581 in our hymnal says that, For I received of the Lord, which I also delivered unto thee, that the Lord Jesus on that same night he betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this doing in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup, and he said, he supped in the cup is, is a new testament in my blood, and this you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show forth the Lord's death till he come. And wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup, unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and let him eat of this bread, and let him drink of this cup. For he that didn't drink is unworthily, he doesn't drink in damnation to himself and not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. For if we are judged ourselves we shall not be judged. But when we are judged we are chastened of the Lord and that we shall not be condemned with the world. Wherefore my brethren when ye come together uh, to eat tarry one for another. And if, if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together in the condemnation. And the rest will I set in order when they come. He says that the bread and the wine represents his body and his blood. He says that his blood, it was broken for us. Let us eat now. Eat the bread. 
He said the wine represents his blood, shed blood on Calvary. He says with his blood was shed for the remission of sin. So let's drink together. As they said in our message this morning that he sang a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. We don't have the Mount of Olives, but we have the hedges and the highways. We have our homes and our friends and our neighbors that do not know Jesus Christ as a personal Savior. So we invite you to get to know him today. Invite, tell somebody about Jesus. Go tell on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Tell somebody that Jesus Christ is Lord. I know it was the blood. Well, I know it was the blood. rejected stone has become the head, the cornerstone of our faith. Tell somebody about Jesus. Everything is going to be alright. God bless you. May heaven of us smile upon you. We pray for those that are in our congregation, those that are going through. We pray for the families that are in our congregation, in our church family, in our community. We pray for all of our kins and relatives that have been dealing with this coronavirus and the world that we're in. And we pray that God will continue to bless. So let us bow. Father God, we do thank you today. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the, the, the church, the institute that you call church. We we know we're not gathering, but we're still broadcasting over the airways and on our conference line. We just pray, God, that you will be able to continue to bless right now. We magnify your name, Lord, because of who you are. We thank you, Lord, because of your mighty works that you're still doing in our lives. Lord, we glorify your name because of who you are, Lord. We just thank you for being God all by yourself. Lord, we pray over the sickness now that is in our world, in our church family, in the community that are around us. We pray, Lord, that you would just lend a hand right now, that you would give us transition of government with peace and authority, Lord. We ask that you would just do things, Lord, according to your perfect will. We thank you, Lord, today. We magnify your name because of all your goodness and your graceness that you have done in our lives. We ask these in the precious name of Jesus we do pray. Let the household of faith say amen. Amen and amen. God bless you. And may heaven have a smile upon you. We catch you again next week. Join us at 10, 9 o'clock in our Sunday school hour. Join us at 10 o'clock in our worship service. May God continue to bless and keep you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. See you again.